less stress, more time, more money. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor interview. Welcome to the Cash Flow Contractor, Gary. Hello, gentlemen. Yeah, Gary. Gary, I thought I made it clear that what? you should be wearing a tie. <laughs> I wore my cleanest dirty shirt. <laughs> you know, John. Sunday morning coming down. <laughs> yeah. Well, there I offered go. to uh, Khalil to get him a piece of rope to hang his tent, but then I decided against giving a contractor a piece of rope. <laughs> might not be a, bad, might. a good idea, especially if they put it around their neck. Right? Yeah. Yeah, you better keep the rope away from it. Oh, so you're, you're saying there's a lot of stress, and they may want to use the rope for something that would do the Most harm. contractors don't have stress, but Kerry does. You can tell, and and oh. people will be able to tell that pretty quickly. He's stressed out kind of guy. That's not nice. <laughs> no, we're all about less stress, more time, more money. There's the transition. Yeah. yeah. That's our tagline. Um, so, Kerry, tell us who you are. Who is Kerry Daniels? Well, um, I am a uh, husband, father of now three. Just had a, a newborn baby. Wow! Congratulations, girl. Um, and uh, been married twelve years, and um, started a business uh, three years ago. OKC Pools. We still it was OKC Pool Services, but we've recently just changed the name to OKC Pools. OKC Pools. Uh huh. All right. And um, there's a reason for that. We'll go yeah. into. Yeah. Um, and uh, what did you yeah. do before that? I mean, uh, you're about seventy years old, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, judging by looking. Well, I, you know, man, with you're all really the stress. Going hard on it, I'm actually, I'm actually <laughs> twenty, but with all the okay. stress now, <laughs> I look so. What did you do before before you decided to? Um, well, I was working at Hobby. Uh, you can say Hobby uh, Lobby. Hobby Lobby. Uh, didn't know if I could say who I was working for, but yeah, I was working at uh, working there. Like a distribution center? Yeah, working at a distribution okay. center. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I was trying to work my way up there, uh, up the corporate ladder. Uh, all right. And um, I was just noticing that um, a lot of people that had been there a long time weren't making, as, weren't making very much more money than what I was making. And... Um, uh, I started thinking about what I could do to try to earn some extra money and yeah. to um, advance myself. And so I started looking around on the internet trying to come up with some ideas for a business to start. And uh, when I was younger, I, I uh, cleaned pools uh, as a teenager. And I remember that I had made some pretty good money doing that. And so uh, one thing led to another, uh, doing research and finally, um, uh, started uh, OKC Pool Services at the time and was just cleaning pools. And did you, did you do anything between pools and it, was it straight into pools? Hobby, Hobby Lobby to pools. Hobby Lobby to pools? Yeah, well, no, I was I was doing pools on the side while I was working there at Hobby Lobby. Oh, so, okay, that's what I was about to say. Usually it's not cold turkey, it's on the side. Yeah, I started on the side and um, uh, and really, at the time when I first started, I didn't really know that much about pools because I had to go back and remember all everything I had, had yeah, learned. It had learned before. How, so, how old are you now? What? Martin said seventy, but what? what, what oh, no, I'm, really? I'm forty-two now. Forty-two. So <laughs> yeah. you, and it, when you were a teenager, so like twenty something yeah, years beforehand. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and um, uh, I started. Um, basically, I was watching YouTube videos, uh, right. podcasts. 
uh, listening to anything I could to, to learn how to do, you know, how to clean pool, how to take care of it, and reading stuff online, uh, chemicals and all that stuff. Right. Um, so I went out, I got my first few customers and started maintaining their pools. And um, uh, one thing led to another. A business started picking up, and I got, uh, long story short, just got to where I couldn't handle doing a business on the side and a full-time job. So I had to figure out, you know, what do I want to do? Do I want to stop this new thing that I was real passionate about uh, to do my full-time job or quit my full-time job and dive into this and yeah. and uh, say a prayer and jump into it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Very um, cool. That's what eventually what happened. So I ended up quitting Hobby Lobby and went into, um, uh, went into doing this full-time. That was three years? that right yeah three, three years, years ago, ago. Yeah, how, how about how long were you doing the hobby lobby and the pool at the same time um i had done that for about uh six to eight months i believe it wasn't okay. a whole year and because i know there's people that are listening to this that are in that job uh-huh. and doing contracting on the side right now mm-hmm. what what ultimately led you to make that decision? What was the like final? Was it a certain amount of money you were making on the pools, or was it like a really bad instance at work, or like I can't handle this anymore? Well, I, I, I it all came down to what it all came. Well, I, I had gotten to a point to where I was I was really overstressed because I couldn't keep up with it, and and it came down to making the decision whether I have the potential here. Uh, One's a bigger risk, but I have a greater potential. Mm-hmm. One is safer, but uh, I know what my future is going to be if I stay. And, and it's the future that I, I could get, it would be safe, but it's not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So, And I was rationalizing this at the time. And I said, sure. you know what? I'm going to take the risk. I'm going to jump and just see what happens. And so how old were you when you were taking the risk? Uh, I was 30. Gosh, I was 39. Right. Yeah, so only 30. three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so you had kids at the time, uh huh. Married, I mean, married. What was your wife saying during that time? Well, uh, my wife, because I, I, I was, I was in real estate too several years ago. <laughs> before that, so I was going to wonder if we hit real estate here. I knew about that. Yeah, so I had, I, I had already drug her through this before, and then, and then it didn't work out, and I had to go back. Right. So and that was about, gosh, about six or seven years ago or so. Okay. So, uh, but you know what, for, for someone, she, she's like, look, uh, I know, I know you can do really well at it. Um, mm-hmm. if you think that this is something that's going to benefit us and benefit the family, go ahead and jump and do it. So she was real supportive, even though I had, I had, you know, I had told her before, yeah, yeah we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make it. And then it didn't yeah. happen, but, but this time it did. So. So you you go into maybe we'll wait for going into the, the pool services versus pools because I okay. know that's a really going to be a really big topic here. Uh-huh. Tell us a little bit more about uh, your wife. I I know that there's a crazy story there and how you met her and how you pursued her. I think is probably the bigger story. <laughs> so yeah, tell us a little. Oh bit about okay, that. Martin loves his stories. I do love this story. <laughs> I, I want to preface it by saying it's the power of having a vision. And it really is. Uh, so go ahead. Well, uh, she was, um, at the time, uh, so my wife's from Mexico. So when I had first met her, she didn't speak any English. I didn't speak any Spanish. How, how did you meet her? She's 
brother of some people you yeah she with? i was friends with her brother um me and her brother worked together and then she started working at the same place i was working at um so um uh she came in there she came to work um we were working at a restaurant and uh she came in there i was washing dishes and <laughs> but she couldn't she was beautiful but she, yeah, she still is English. beautiful <laughs> yeah, yeah she still is beautiful couldn't speak any uh couldn't speak any english and she thought and, who is that guy yeah. washing dishes that's what yeah, i she's, want she's probably like, who's that guy with all that gross stuff all over? <laughs> <laughs> uh so um um i you know i've always you know wanted to learn spanish so um i went out i bought some cds <laughs> and started every day start learning some spanish and then i'd go up there and i'd surprise her with hey hey i know how to say this or i know how to say that. <laughs> so i'd speak some spanish to her and and yeah. she'd get a kick out of it and you know it it sparked some stuff there and i learned spanish and she learned english and now we're we're a spanglish family so. yeah <laughs> 12 years and three 12 kids, years right? three kids later yeah, yeah. so do, do the kids speak both english and spanish yeah yeah. And what's predominantly used at home, Spanish or English? Uh, it's it's kind of a mix at home. I know really? I have one. Our, our first our first child, uh, he speaks, he he knows more Spanish and he can speaks it more often than the younger child. I mean the the younger the the younger child is. Um, uh, I guess it was we really wanted to make a point to teach our first child, mm-hmm. and then we got lazy on our second child. So, uh, so but um, so it's it's more of. You know, Spanglish at home. We'll start a sentence yeah. in English and end it in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. you're uh, completely fluent because I've been around you on the job. I don't know mm-hmm. whether you would say you are or not, but yeah, how's it how's it helped you? I can keep I can keep a conversation. Yeah, it's yeah, helped yeah. out. Oh yeah, big time because you know a lot of the con a lot of my subcontractors are Hispanic and yeah, and um, and then uh, so you know what they're saying when they're talking about you over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does that ever happen, by the way? You no, know, no, it hasn't. Okay. Yeah, you know, you would think that's one one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to learn Spanish is I can figure out what these guys are saying behind <laughs> my back, but I still haven't caught anybody. So. Nice. Mm-hmm. What are what? Uh, last question on this. What are, what are family reunions like, uh, or where you're getting together with her family? Like, I can only mm-hmm. imagine, uh-huh. you, you know, being the only one that is, you know, white. Yeah. What, what is that like? Um, you know. At first, when we first got together, it it was different. Yeah. It seemed different, but now now when we go like when we go over to her brother's house and yeah, and the, I okay. I know everybody. They all gotcha. know me, and so it's cool. Yeah, if we are all family. Well, it's a good thing that people can't see you because you're not wearing a tie. But I have to tell people that you look like he's from freaking Norway, right? <laughs> yeah, Blonde, so I'm pretty white. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm on. It, it's just dawning on me too. Um, but I'm hearing some things. Uh, from other contractors too that that's kind of a, that you start learning about what it is you want to do you you want to get started you don't really realize uh, there's been some other podcasts where that's a common theme yeah didn't really realize didn't necessarily intend to actually do it they had good support from their wives mm-hmm. uh, people have started working and had to go back to their old job that's mm-hmm. come up several times mm-hmm. uh, and then go back out and try again and the other one that's showing up all the time is bilingual this is going Yep. English to Spanish, and what we've heard a number of times, uh, English. yeah, is people that came to the states and to learn English as a tool. So, mm-hmm. as a guy who's monolingual, I'm really envious of that. Uh, I think it's awesome. 
Yeah. Well, um, I would um, I would advise anybody who's going to get into, especially get into contractor uh, contracting, um, learn Spanish. It, it helps out so much, and it's, yeah. it seems like it's hard, but once you get started right. and you start you know you start talking with people around you it really does start to come more natural and yeah i mean that, that's so. what's <clears throat> I, I speak other languages and i didn't learn by going to school yeah i, I learned because i it was in a household that spoke other languages mm-hmm. because if i wanted to know my cousins and be able to speak with them i had to learn arabic or mm-hmm. uh french whatever it was so i think that's the best thing i'm sure there's contractors out there that have that Spanglish a little bit because they're on the job site so much and because they give it an effort, mm-hmm. they've learned some Spanish along the way. Yeah. Um, and you didn't go to school for it. I mean, you said you got CDs, but I'm sure the real learning came when you just started diving into conversation. Yeah. And it, it's very similar with contracting. Like, you could have gone to school and learned all the stuff that you're learning right now as a contractor. Mm-hmm. But the reality is you just have to dive in and learn as you go. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's the experience best. Experience is, right? is the best education. Yeah, it really is. Um, well, sometimes it's a little expensive, huh? It's a, <laughs> you know what? It's it is it it is expensive, but it's a lot cheaper than 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 universities sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't come out with three hundred thousand student loan debt. Yeah. yeah. Well, tell us about OKC Pool Services. So you've you've left Hobby Lobby and you're full time in this. What was your plan at the time? Why, why did it, what was your like product offering? What were you charging, if you don't mind? You know, it's asking who were you targeting, all those kinds of things. Okay. Well, even, um, even kind of above that, because I know you had one, but what was your vision for the company? It was, it yeah. was to get away from your job. Yeah, well, You my, had a number my, in mind, because... Yeah, my vision, well, my vision for... Uh, well, the vision for the company is, is kind of gone through a different... It's kind of molded. Evolved, yeah. yeah, evolved. Um, but you know, at the time, um, at the time when I started, my vision for the company was, first of all, to have a company that 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 looked legit, that was legit. Um, you know, had had the website going. We had good marketing. We had good. Um, we had a good customer service, um, and um, it was more primarily geared towards services. Um, and um, being able to help a larger amount of people. Um, now, uh, as you know, as it's evolved, um, and we're, we're now we're kind of gearing more towards uh, pool construction, new construction. Um, that's that's changed. Uh, it's changed that we, we're trying to focus more on fewer people but bigger jobs. So, but when when you did start it, uh, doing the services, uh, you wanted to replace your income. I know, mm-hmm. but you also had a number. Well, my my number my the number my goal to reach is a million a year of what of of revenue revenue okay yeah, yeah. and I'm wanting you to make a million dollars net profit and yeah honey, yeah seems a little out there maybe uh, no no no. No, it's definitely not out there, and I and um, uh, I think I can do it. So, of course you can. Yeah. Well, so tell us, like, give us the like rundown of what your plan was. We know your vision: a million dollars in revenue. How are you going to do that? What was the idea with OKC Pool Services? Um. 
Well, I'm sorry. Then. What were your services when you began? Yeah, so, okay, so you're you, doing cleanings? Um, yeah, it was pool maintenance, pool cleanings. Uh, that, was, that was what I started with. And then it molded into... Um, uh, and then it molded into doing some more services, repairs, um, things like that. Right, like uh, liners. Yeah, liners came later. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, li liners came last year when we really hit with liners. Okay. We've been doing a lot of liners. Gotcha. So uh, on, a, on a cleaning, give us an idea. Like when you started, what were you charging, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, well, on the cleanings, uh, I was charging. Well, we, would, we, were, we started out. It was bad. That's okay. That, that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's the whole that's reason the why point. I asked. That's the whole point. <laughs> we, we, we were charging way under what like, we should Like charge. how much? We were charging 125 a month okay. for, for cleaning. Okay. four weeks. I mean, four, yeah, four, four trips. Four, yeah. Four trips a week. Four trips a week. Oh, okay. so basically, no, four trips a month. A month. A month. Oh, sorry. Yeah. A, a Once month. a week. Right. Once yeah. a week. So that's basically 30 bucks a trip, um, a little bit more. Yeah. It was about about $28 worth of fuel. Yeah, by, by the time I got done, by, by the time I got done, I was about negative ten dollars on each. <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's stick on this just a little bit, because um, why were you one hundred and fifty bucks or one hundred twenty-five? What did you say? One fifty? One twenty-five. One twenty-five. Why? Well, okay. Yeah, how did you come, did you with come that? up? Well, with that? in my mind, no, yeah, no, this is perfect. This is what we want. In, in my mind, I I am doing numbers. You uh, you say, well, okay. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna clean it. It's charging. You know, I'll spend. Uh, I'll spend maybe a hundred dollars uh, a week in gas, and I get out there. I clean it. Um, I'm making. I got thirty customers. Wow, that's that's three thousand something dollars a month. You know, so uh, um, that's that was. It looked know, like serious it looked like, bank. It looked like right? serious yeah. bank. You know, <laughs> and, and at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. You know, when you got your paycheck, that was after taxes. That was all that stuff, mm -hmm. right? There were the, the expenses were just the home expenses. Yeah, you didn't realize and, and three thousand dollars. Wow, that was that was beating that. So. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so, but uh, I quickly found out that 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 wasn't working. <laughs> so and I'm sure that you quickly figured that out multiple times. It uh -huh. wasn't like you fixed your pricing. Like, how many times have you changed your pricing? Um, we've probably, well, before I met Martin, I probably had it two or three times. I had to fix my pricing. And then when I met Marvin, uh, Martin, uh, we ended up call we called around. We called got, some, yeah. We called some other places and I, and I was still way undercharging. I think I, at that time I had gotten up to 175 a month and they were all charging up to $250 a month. And Yeah. And, Interesting. Uh, so. You met Martin. Now you're at a, you're at the same price, or have, have you increased prices again? No, I've increased it. Yeah, uh, since since I we met Martin, I didn't want to just jump from one seventy five to two fifty because okay. So you've done it but, slowly yeah. but surely. But you did on new customers. On oh, new customers, yeah. yeah but on my old customers, uh, got gotcha. your new customers' reaction. I mean, what I'm getting after here is this is really important. There was a fear factor. Uh huh. And one of the things that helped us overcome that. Uh, and you overcome that. It wasn't me. You did it. Mm -hmm. Was we called around? We go, holy cow! Yeah. And they, when those guys told you the quotes, they didn't say, "Well, you know." <laughs> they said, "Yeah, you'd be lucky to get on with us, you know, uh -huh. at this price." But what what was your hesitancy to do it? Uh, my my hesitancy to to do it is because I didn't want to lose customers. Um, and. Uh, you know, and and as you talked, you you told me is so that you got to be more confident about what you're offering too. Right. 
but um, I at at, fir- at first I was like, oh gosh, I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna I'm gonna raise these people up, uh, you know, fifty percent or whatever, and they're, they're all gonna drop me. And what happened? None of them dropped me. <laughs> okay, major 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 point there. We, we have episodes on this, but yeah. we'll just do easy math. You were at one twenty five. You go to one fifty or two fifty. Uh-huh. You're gonna have one customer at two fifty is gonna generate the same margin as two customers at one twenty five, but it's half the trips, mm-hmm. half the chemicals, half the time, right? Yeah. So the, the math usually isn't that round, but man, that's a key point. And yep. and the other thing that you said. Well, none of them left me. Yeah. So not putting it on you, but in general, me included in my past life, is pricing a lot of times is our own head trash, and we're we're scared of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, more, more often than not, when people do change their prices, they just make more money. Yeah. And I think uh, I think that's what it is. I think it's it's pretty much head trash. That's that's that mm-hmm. you know. You know, especially, you know, after we get into these higher bids, when I'm bidding these higher numbers for the pools, uh, I really went through a lot of that. And you were pretty um, consistent on saying, no, that's, that's what it is. That's the number. That's what you have right. to make. Ask for it. and then. But I think so. it, head trash, There's yes, there's a level of head trash, but you have to understand where it comes from too because it's not like, you know, whenever you were charging 125, you thought that was a really good price that you were charging, not only for the customer, but for you. Mm-hmm. And it's also just a lack of knowledge and experience, right? Yeah. And what I think is more important is yes, there was some head trash, but there was also a willingness to change whenever you did have the knowledge from your coaching with Martin, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of it is that you have to be willing to learn, have to be willing to try new things. And that's the head. If if you have that kind of head trash where you're like, no, I can't do it. It's not possible. Mm-hmm. That's when it's really bad. Right. Yeah. But your head trash was more so a lack of knowledge. I would say more than probably head trash in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, it it wasn't having the, the knowledge of what the market was actually. Yeah, and and what was realistic for you to actually charge to be able to have a profitable business. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so that's not the only thing, right? We have pricing was an issue, but how did you find your first customers? Uh, my first customers, I found, um, I, I went online, um, what's it called? Uh, Home Advisor. Okay. So I went on Home Advisor. And, and started paying for some leads? Yeah, I started paying for some leads. How did that work? Was um, it good? It, you know, it, it worked really well. Uh, for What were you paying for a lead? Um pay around $15 per lead. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I say that, but then again, I, I think they send them out to three people, so right. I might get one out of three, so it's $45 per lead. Gotcha, like gotcha. And um, what was your like conversion rate? Was it one in every three you would get? Yeah, I would say one, one out of three, to, between one and two out of three I would get. That you went to visit? Yeah, that I went to go visit. Um, uh, there at first, of course, I was getting them all because I was charging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be a was little that, suspicious. I got a hundred percent conversion. That was rate. your marketing strategy. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say a really low price. After month three, we bump up the price to two fifty. Yeah. Well, that might not be so bad. You yeah, know? <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Okay, so you're using Home Advisor. Uh-huh. Were all of your customers coming solely from Home Advisor? At first, yeah. And then well, what? What was the next thing? How did you get uh, other customers? the next thing we started doing was um, I started posting some of my our work like before and after pictures and things like that uh, yeah. on Facebook 
and then you can go up to Facebook and uh, what's it called? Boost the, boost the post. Sure, sure. Of course, I think you have to have a, a a page to do that. You can't do that on a regular account. Right, but, right. Uh, so I had I had my Facebook page made up, and I would go take pictures of before and afters, and I would boost them, and then people. You can actually go on there where they they, you can gear it towards um, messages where people. We'll send you a message. Send right. you a message, and I started getting a lot of messages. Okay, so that and, worked for you. Yeah, yeah. Good. That, that start people. What are you saying? Questions. Fifty percent discount. One twenty-five. Yeah. For for a cleaning. <laughs> no, I just. No, I, then you were kind of. Well, no, you started before you went up too. Yeah. 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 Um, I'd go on there and I'd boost them, and people would say, "Hey, I got a pool. I need to get my pool cleaned." Or, "I saw your ad. How much do you charge?" And things like that. And, right. Can you come out and give me a quote? Things like that, and and uh, and I think especially in Oklahoma, I think um, there's a a lot more demand for guys like me than mm-hmm. uh, because it is seasonal. So right. so a lot a lot of people there's not a lot of pool guys I think here in Oklahoma that yeah. Um, so I think there's a big demand for us. So what um, what was like the breaking point for you like? You're charging this much. You're getting customers from paper lead service with Home Advisor, and then mm-hmm. some advertisements on Facebook where you're getting messages. Uh-huh. At what point were you like, "I gotta find help," or like, "How did you meet Martin?" Essentially, um, I uh, I had money coming in. Yeah, um, <laughs> I had money going out. I can guess where, I can guess where this is going. Yeah. Okay. And my bank account's empty, and I'm like, "What am I doing wrong?" Uh, yeah. You know, I'm in my mind. I'm making all this money, but it's not showing up in my bank account. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've heard that exact phrase before. <laughs> what, is, what is it called, Martin? Uh, they say I make money, so why don't I have any? Book plug. <laughs> yeah, Martin's got a book that literally that is the subtitle yeah. of the book, yeah. the profit problem. So you were having the profit problem. I was having a very big profit problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah. but, we, but we didn't even know. Yeah, and why didn't you know? Well, I mean, I I didn't know because back then I didn't have any books or anything like that. So, yeah, um, I had no idea. I it was all in my head, basically, or on pads of paper. We've heard those exact words too, <laughs> paper and in your head. Uh, yeah, so I had I had a lot of money issues going on, um, and then we had gotten we had started doing a little bit of. Um, of uh, renovation jobs, uh, by like a remodel point. of a remodeling, pool? yeah. Okay, like, like small, the liners, like small, yeah, like liners and things like that. Gotcha. And that's what when it got really stressful because I, I'm here, I'm collecting deposits up front so I can pay for the liners and, but there's always a delay. People give me the the money, I put the money in the account, and then there's a delay a little bit, but money's coming out of my account, so a lot of times I'm gonna have to. Go, you know. So I'm like, I'm short here. I, yeah, I've got, I've got to get this liner ordered, and these people are waiting on me. And it was, yeah. and, uh, and I'm like, what's happening? You know, I didn't know what was going on with the, with the, you know, I was smart enough to know that I didn't know what I was doing. I did put it down. There we go. <laughs> That's good. That's good self awareness. So what, um, what would you, what did you do? Um, I so Martin. Is a coach of one of, of a friend that I have that I grew ah, up with. Ah, so you reached uh, out to a friend. I reached out to a friend, and uh, I said, "Hey, uh, you're working with a coach, aren't you? A business coach?" And 
and I asked him, how's that going? And right. has it been helpful? And he said, yeah, you need to call him up. Uh, he, he's, he's great. He's a great, he's plenty of resources. He'll help you get things figured out. So um, he said, you know what? I'll tell you what, I'll call him and I'll have him call you. I was like, okay, great. So about five seconds later, the phone rings and Mark's <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> I must not have been very busy. You must not have been busy yeah, that day. I wasn't playing hard to get. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to no. jump back just a little bit. I mean, I like where we're going here, but when you started out, you were doing service work. You were doing it underpriced. You were doing most of it yourself, mm-hmm. maybe actually all of it yourself. Yeah. Uh, we jumped over it a little bit, but you brought some guys in to help. Mm-hmm. You started doing bidding and doing refurbishing jobs or remodel jobs. What were you thinking about? What What was a day like for you? You get up at six thirty in the morning, and the phone. Just what was a day like for you back in those days and where you were doing service and refurbishing and all this stuff? It's it's chaotic, very chaotic. I was um, I was answering phones, I was uh, scheduling, um, I was running all over the place trying to get the work done myself. Um, I did. I had that time. I had uh, I had two other people that I had hired. Um, Did they cut down your workload? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was going with that. <laughs> no, and 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 gosh, that's a whole other story. Get trying to figure out how to hire great people because <laughs> I've learned that if you don't if you don't hire great people, it's it's not an asset; it's a liability. Yeah. Um, but um, so. I lost my train of thought there. Um, so I was I was doing all these things and I was trying to make it run. I'm trying to you know I'm trying to handle the money and it, it was very chaotic and uh, high stress, very high stress. Uh, waking up, waking up with that pit in your stomach, like oh, what's going? You know, am I gonna you know am I gonna get this straightened out? Am I ever gonna get this thing straightened right. out? And uh, that's why that's why I I had reached out to. Uh, Jeff, my friend, and he reached out to you. To so, it's good. So, tell us. Let's um, like big problem number one. Is it the profit problem that you talked to Martin about? I mean, it sounded like there's a lot more. Just well, yeah, it was just not knowing how to run a business, basically. <laughs> so, what were your biggest things? I know that he does this thing called uh, a wiffle. What I feel like expressing. Uh-huh. Give us like what was your wiffle? What was, what did you feel like expressing, whenever you first walked into Martin's office? Oh, oh. Well, when I first came into Martin's office, um, I had I think at that point I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stop everything and I'm just gonna slow it down, make it smaller, and I'll just do it myself, which was not my vision. Right. You know, that's that's not my vision, but. My vision was to grow this thing a lot larger, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't. I mean, I was I was really stressed out. Um, I don't know how to express that. You know? <laughs> well, what what you're saying is is a real common thing. Yeah. Uh, many, if not most, or if not all, contractors start out as a solopreneur, one mm-hmm. person, maybe a partner or something, and then you begin. You get so busy and you hire help. That's why I asked that question. You hire help, you hire employees to help you. Mm-hmm. And instead of making your life easier, they make it harder. Yeah. And uh, I'll ask you why that is here in just a minute. But they make it harder. And I, I have te- some texts on my phone of people that say, I've had it. I'm going back to just me and the truck. Yeah. 
you know, we call we refer to that in several instances as the push through. I think surely yeah. we've talked about mm-hmm. it because there is that place where you don't have management help. You've just got employee help, and if you don't have really good employees, they create more problems. Yeah, you need to have you need to direct them and tell them what to do and train them and give them equipment, and then they go mess up, and you got to go fix it, and then they can't be there tomorrow because whatever got the flu or got whatever uh-huh. and so you have more problems and you have to push all the way through that to the other side where you're making enough money that you can get management help mm-hmm. rather than just people so uh, what were some of the issues you had with people early on um, well er- early on my, my biggest problem uh, was in maybe a, some of this is my fault too was a uh, maybe I didn't have him trained good enough. I had one guy. I was constantly getting phone calls back. He um, leaving the, the pool still dirty. I still have green stuff around my pool. Um, uh, and then I had a, a, another employee that um, wouldn't show up. You know, and and then I was I would constantly have to find out what's going on. He'd give me excuses why he couldn't show up that day and and things like that. Um, it was just a lot of these little, little things, and uh, and and you know, I would I would tell them, hey guys, if y'all can't make it to a job, give me a call, um, and uh, uh, just a lot of these little things like not not being there on time, not showing up, and then and then I would have to go fix it. I'd have to go talk to the customer, so I felt like I was constantly being the person that was the customer service person. Right. Trying to make things right after my employees went and messed them up. Right. <laughs> so I eventually, I mean, eventually I ended up getting rid of them, of course, because you can't run a business with bad, you know. Um, uh, so those those are those little things like that. Those, those are the issues I was having with the employees. Yeah, just overwhelming. Yeah, and I, and I think a lot, a big part of it was like, you know, it's my business. I'm going to, I'm going to treat my employees different and maybe sometimes an employee will treat your customers because it's not their baby it's it's just a job to them um and uh and i i felt like i felt like i wanted to give a better um a better presentation of my company and a better uh so any little thing at at the beginning any little thing they had uh, a customer had a problem with i was there to try to make it right and uh that just took a lot of time and energy um, so, where are you with service employees right now? Well, um, what we've well, this gets into why we've changed our name. Uh, we we were we were OKC Pool Services. Yeah. Now we're OKC Pools. Um, what had, what had happened was we had started getting into renovation jobs, doing pool renovations, and and we uh, then we eventually got into building new pools. How did that happen? What was your first new pool? Uh, my uh, first new pool was a pool here in Norman, um, and uh, uh, it was uh, 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 it was a pool here in Norman. It was a small pool, and we were able to. So for a friend, was it? How did you meet this person that is like, hey, you do service and renovation? Uh-huh. Build me a pool. Um, it was uh, uh, actually Martin helped me get the. The first one. So okay. He, he said, I know somebody who needs a pool. And okay. And so you so, went and gave a quote? Yeah, I went out and gave a quote. And um, they said yes. 
and I ended up I ended up saying okay yeah so were you scared very scared Uh, yeah yeah what was going through your head uh it was going through my head well because now we're dealing I mean I, I now we're dealing with a lot more money Right and and uh, I had just to, I was just real cautious about everything. Right, because you mess up something, you mess up something underneath the pool. It's going to cost you thousands of dollars to you know fix it. So right, every every step of the way, I was there making sure right. this is done right, that's done right. So. And what uh, um, I know it was probably tens of thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. What. Uh, did you just get paid all at once? How did how did you schedule that stuff? Oh no, we uh, uh, we get we get paid in draws. Okay, so you got so, a deposit. Yeah, we get a deposit, and I use that money to get all of our upfront costs taken care of. Yeah, uh, and and if, and also to pay employees. Right. Uh, so, um, uh, and to pay for contractors and things like that. So we get uh, that that gets us started. We can get it dug and. We, right. we get the rebar and everything going yep. and then so on and so oh you're doing concrete pools by the way right yeah, well concrete and vinyl liner pools okay yeah but this one we're talking about your first major one was concrete yeah it was shot concrete or shot yeah yeah it was uh, gun uh gun night, night, yeah a gun night pool cool so might as well jump right in huh yeah yeah then why not yeah yeah <laughs> cannonball i mean and it's not it's not like i I didn't know anything and i just jumped into it i spent a lot of time studying um i have an uncle that that built pools for 30 years so i relied heavily on him to um to just to show me what you know show me the ropes and anybody who's wanting to get into it i also you know highly recommend finding somebody who's done it before and just asking them hey can you just show me the ropes yeah because. So were, what mista- did you have any mistakes on your first one? Anything crazy? Uh, n- no, I don't think we had any mistakes on it. Any, what I was mean, the biggest thing you learned throughout the I, process? I think, I think the biggest thing I learned was um, I need to be more clear in my contracts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm over here grinning because... Well, go, go ahead. But I want to talk about that. Okay. I need to be... Um, that was the biggest thing. Was like I needed to... Um, I need to be clear in my contracts and, and be clear with the what what the expectations are. Okay, why uh, is that? Because I know that there was there were some frustrations like with some things that you know wasn't quite clear in the contract and yeah um, and um, we talk just so uh, we're talking about things like tearing up a sprinkler system, who's going to replace it? Yeah. Tearing out fences, who's going to replace it? Who's going to push the dirt around the landscape? Uh-huh. The yard. I mean, if they want you to do it, you can do it, but it, yeah. it's not a normal part of, of a pool. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also gave them like six months of free pool maintenance pool, pool afterwards. Maintenance, yeah. Which, just so people know, building a pool is not pool maintenance. Pool guys generally are not about the quality of the water. That's, yeah. That's I, another business. Mm-hmm. Some some people do both, but yeah, and it's really hard. The people who do both is. You know, they've really got their their stuff together. So. Yeah, and, and they've I got their on, departments. Yeah, right. and I plan on They're, doing that in the future. Uh, you know, my overall vision of this is to have a department for for maintenance and services and things like that, and then right. one for building and and yeah. and bigger projects. Yeah, it's really but, interesting. There's a lot of contractors out there that I speak to that are kind of in both, mm-hmm. and 
their primary goal is getting out of one of them right. and focusing on the other because it is a headache. Yeah, yeah. I don't and, know if we maybe we have. I don't know if we've been clear, but you don't do pool service anymore. No, no. Right. Well, well, right now we're finishing up a few accounts that we still have, you know, contracts for. Right. But as soon as those run out, we're, we're done. We're done. Yeah. yeah. And um, what me and Martin, what we've talked about is we need to really focus my attention on just a few areas yeah. and not have so much. Because what I was, I was trying to be a. I, I was trying to be uh, an everything guy. I can do it all. You yep. know, uh, Why? So, um, I figured I would be more valuable if I could help out in many, many areas and more people would need me. Um, yeah. But Well, I think there's, and I, I have this, I've had this in my career, and I'm not a contractor, but I see it in contractors all the time. It's, it's not just that you want to be more valuable. It's that you don't know how valuable you actually are. Yeah. And that's the reason why you want to be more valuable because Mm -hmm. what you're going through is you're thinking, man, $125, like that's a lot of money for pool services. So I'm going to throw in an extra thing because I want them to be really, 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 really a good point. And, Mm -hmm. and so you do that and you're already undercharging Mm -hmm. and then you're adding more work to you and your employees plate. Yeah, and you don't have enough employees, so you're you're stretched thin, mm-hmm. and then you're stressed out, and then before you know it, you don't have any money, which you adds to your stress. It compounds, uh-huh. and so I, I think it's you're not alone in that, and it, I think it's any entrepreneur has that as well. There's this mm-hmm. this um, this lack of clarity of how much they're worth, and they try to make up for it by adding value yeah. or trying to add value. I completely well, that's that's that. where the six months of free pool service and I'll fix the fence yeah. and all that stuff came from. Yeah. Lack of clarity in the contract, but oh yeah, I'll do that because no, mm-hmm. my pool's $65,000. You want a fence too? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's another 10. Uh-huh. And uh, I've seen those contracts where they're just really blunt. We're going to tear up your sprinkler system. Yeah. Just consider that it's destroyed. We don't fix it unless you want us to. We will get a contractor to do it. Mm-hmm. Right up there, top line. We're going to tear this up. Yeah, we're going to tear up your lawn. We're going to tear yeah. it. You're, you're responsible for taking your fence down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, and, and so what happened there? Like, I'm assuming that you had to go do those things. Well, yeah. Because um, you felt bad, but also yeah, because you didn't line it up out front. Uh, you didn't line it out up front. Yeah, and and a lot of it just has to do with the experience. I just didn't have. I just didn't yeah. know what I needed to have. So there, in there. that's where the mistakes are. Yeah, it's I didn't unclear contracts. Uh huh. Because yeah. I things that w- I went out in my first pool, I wasn't expecting the. I didn't even think about the sprinkler system. Yeah. Yeah. Sprinkler system gets broken. Oh shoot! What do I do? And yeah. then it's like, well, you know, a lesson learned there. So I put that in my contract. We put yeah. that in my contract that you know the customer is responsible for finding out what they need to do with their sprinkler system before yep. we get started. Um, same thing with, and this is not necessarily with um, with new pools, but we 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 had done a a renovation job, and um, the concrete cracked uh, after mm-hmm. it was poured because you know it was several weeks later, but it had gotten a crack in it or something, and it's a small crack. But uh, they wanted, you know, they were wanting us to rip the whole thing out because of a crack that was in the concrete. I didn't have anything in my contract about it. Well, darn, 
what am I going to do there? <laughs> so did now you, I had, did you end up ripping it out? Uh, we ended up ripping out just a section of that, and the, now we're going to redo it um, because I don't have anything to, you know, to just. But now it's in my contract. Hey, we're not responsible for the con uh, concrete cracking after the fact because of weather and things like that. Right. So I'm just. There was a lot of places I left myself vulnerable that. Uh, Which is just another reason why you should have a good attorney. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right up front, and it will cost you a little bit. But can you imagine? Had you not put this in your contract now, uh -huh. all the issues that it would cause later on. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if you got sued because you didn't do it? Uh-huh. And that would say that would be the most important thing that someone should do is get their contract. Uh, find if, if you have to find an attorney or yep. find a good contract, think about all the th situations that could happen. Make sure it's all in there because... Um, because you know, especially when you're doing big jobs like this, you're tearing. I mean, you're tearing up someone's yard. You're tearing out. So it's, um, so it's very, yeah, very, very serious. You get that stuff taken care of. Yeah, I'd say your contract's grown by at least a paragraph per pool. It's yeah. slowing down now. <laughs> it's slowing but it's down. it's like, ooh, never thought about it. And, and, and I've been blessed. Natural gas had, pipeline going through there. I, I've been blessed that I've had some really good clients who've been patient with me. Yeah. And that's helped me, too. Yeah. Uh, it's really, that, that's a good point. Why are they patient with you? Why are they patient with mm -hmm. me? Um, I don't know. Why? Well, you're, you're <laughs> uh, having been able to observe... Yeah, they're, they're good people, but you're responding. You show up. Oh, yeah. You start ghosting them on the phone calls and mm -hmm. find out how patient they are. Yeah. So, I mean, you've been responsive to them. You haven't tried to walk away from problems. You've tried to resolve them. Exactly. Call them back, communicate, Yeah. which builds your reputation. Even some of the people, I think, uh, who you've had problem have referred you. Mm -hmm. I've had several people recommend this to, to other companies because, I mean, to other customers um, and it's and even people that it's like, man, we had a lot of problems there, and they gave us a good <laughs> review. Yeah, a review. Well, that's, that's a, a good lesson. It's not well, that's about another, the that's problems another, yeah. that you create. It's about how you handle yeah. all the problems that are going to happen inevitably. Yeah, all the the things that you can't control. Mm -hmm. You know, or you can control if you know about them, but you didn't know about them. So yeah, and control. problems will arise. They they yeah. always do. Absolutely, so. absolutely. So. We talked about your big change, right? You figured out that maintenance wasn't the right, uh, the right fit. What, yeah. what else did you work on? You've said you didn't have books. How did we get that sorted out? Is uh, it sorted out? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the books, uh, Martin, right, I came in. I think I had started using because I had a... Uh, you had QuickBooks. I well, I had QuickBooks, but the only reason why I had QuickBooks because I had a friend that used you, that the friend that recommended me, and he was using QuickBooks. He said, man, you got to get QuickBooks. Okay, well, I got QuickBooks. <laughs> so I had QuickBooks. So Is it that easy? Just get QuickBooks? Yeah. Just create an account? Yeah, I just went in, created the account, connected my bank account, but I was not, I mean, I wasn't keeping you weren't, the books. <laughs> yeah, you weren't keeping the books. You had them. I had them. You were keeping them, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I even had my like my income way up here, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. You know? <laughs> $2.5 million in the bank according to my book. Yeah. <laughs> Not so. according to my app, <laughs> the books. Yeah. And then so um, so I came in. That was that was number one. we got to get the books right. So we started. Uh, uh, we hired a, um, 
we hire someone to start. Before you do that, like, did you understand the import? Like, he Martin tells you, you we got to get your book right. Books yeah, right. what were yeah. your thoughts? Are you are you just like, oh yeah, you're right. We got to do that. Or are you like, yeah. why? <laughs> like, well, I knew, I knew I had a money problem, and I and I, I knew I needed clarity because I was really everything was very chaotic and unclear. Mm-hmm. Um, I just didn't know how important books were. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? So I was I was like, man, I, I know I got a money issue. I don't know where all the money is going, but I didn't know that books was the answer. Mm. Um I, I thought I mean I I knew that I needed to be writing down some things, you know. Well, <laughs> yeah, on a piece of paper. But I think the other thing to realize like I think for a lot of people, books is still a very like mythical or just like abstract thing for them. Uh-huh. Or taxes. And I think, can you be a little bit, it's not that books solved your problem, right? Yeah. Books just highlighted the problems, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what were the problems? And I, we already touched on some of them already. But yeah. What, yeah. I wasn't charging enough. Okay. Um, I was, my expenses were too high. Yeah. Um, and, um. I also, I, I was miss um, a lot of my. Um, I was miscategorizing things. And what? Uh, why does that matter? Um, that matters because some things, like like a, a loan on a car, you know, and some things like that. It it. Um, some things were showing that I was making more money and I wasn't. Right. But, yeah. So, and I, I think that's what people need to realize. <laughs> it's it's not like if you think that books are an abstract thing. Working on them is an abstract thing. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't take care of it and then get really actually the statements that you can read and understand, it just allows you to see, okay, this is what I need to work on this week or this is what I need to work on this month mm-hmm. or this year. It allows you to set better goals, right? Martin, I'll let you well, talk about when, it. You have to know how the score is kept. You have to know what the score is. And if you don't like it, you have to know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So have to know what the score is and how it's kept. That might be a little abstract. But when we started talking about bidding and margins and what it takes to break even, uh-huh. that's when you get the confidence to say, I'm not doing it that cheap. I'm either going to go broke, like all at once, mm-hmm. or I'm going to get my price. But yeah. I'm not going to bleed to death over the next five years and go broke on a bunch of money. Yeah. And books give you that information. Mm-hmm. So, what was your? I'm ambushing you with this a little bit, but what's what's your main thought when you think about books? The tool that came from books that's most important to you? Um, the the, the tool that's came from books. Um, I I think just being able to see everything. Um, when we go down and we look through everything, um, and just being able to be clear about, um. Like like with when we look through our margins, we're looking at our margins. Um, my margins were not were horrible at first, um, but when you when you tell me you got to have you got to have you to be able to be able to be in business and and you can also see like how much margin and how much your expenses are and how much you have left over. Um, uh, I really. Um, was able to get a lot of clarity about what I had to do to stay in business. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, it's not like optional. It's not like, yeah. oh, I don't want to make... People actually say that. Uh-huh. I don't want to make too much money. I want to be greedy. And we'll, we'll have a whole episode on that. Yeah. But, um, you, you ha- there's a certain amount you 
must do mm-hmm. to stay alive. I mean, yeah. to stay in business. And then you must do more than that to pay debt. Mm-hmm. And you must do more than that to justify being in business, making a profit. Yeah. And uh, margins, I remember, maybe you described your bidding process before you understood margins and, and where you are now, like bidding oh, new projects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was markup king. Mark that up, mark that up, mark that up. There we go. <laughs> can you can you explain well, the this. difference let's, between let's a margin do, and a market? Let's do an example quote. An example. Okay. So like I need something, and then let's let's be old carry. Old carry. Okay. Okay. And what's the service I'd be coming to you so for? So say you needed to get your concrete down around your pool, and you needed, um, so you need new plaster and new tile. All right. So I need that's all I need. So, so what are you going to quote me? How, let's go through the entire process. Make it make it round numbers, <laughs> <laughs> so we can do the math. Okay, so say it's going to cost me five thousand or something. Well, it cost you five thousand. Well, let's go yeah. back. So what are your costs in that situation? Uh, what what are my costs? Yeah, so my we're cost doing the concrete. Are, yeah, it, it well, let's use a different example. Let's use um, um, let's use a liner pool. Okay, so I need so to replace need, my liner. You need to replace your liner. Okay, so what are your costs? Uh, so so my my cost uh, is going to be around twelve hundred dollars for the liner. Okay, twelve hundred. Let's liner. use a thousand. Yeah, so I don't have to keep up with the. Okay, a thousand dollars for the liner. Okay. Um, say you need some work done, so it's going to be a little bit of uh, to the bottom. So it's going to maybe five bags of Vermeca Light, which is going to cost me about twenty dollars a bag. So hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. So what what are you doing with that? Just I'm uh, curious. Oh, it's smoothing out the bottom. Any uh, okay. holes or anything like that? that need gotcha. To be fixed. Um, I have about uh, face plates and and eye jets and things like that. Um, I I need to. Uh, that, that's going to run me. I don't know about a hundred dollars okay, to make $100. it even. Hundred dollars for things like that, um, and then um, I think that's about it. Oh, and then, and then a guy to be there with me to help me. So hundred dollars for labor. Okay. And how long so, is this going to take you? So you're at thirteen hundred dollars. We're going to call it fifteen hundred for the math. Okay. So it's going to take me a day. To we, if you wouldn't have messed this up, we would have been at fifteen hundred. You realize? Yeah. That, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was well, twelve. I was trying to get it to come out to one thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. So, Matter of fact, let's let's no, do leave it no, at fifteen hundred. No, 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 because it. it's going to get to two thousand here in a second. No, no. <laughs> well, let's just use a thousand. Okay. Because I want to make it. So people don't have to see it; they can just see it they, in their mind's eye. Okay. Your cost, my cost is a thousand bucks. That's that's stuff you're going to have to pay be, because of that job uh-huh. that you wouldn't have to pay if you didn't do that job. That's uh, what, cost what's of that goods, called? It's cost of goods sold or <laughs> variable costs. Okay, okay. So if you were going to mark that up, forty percent. Well, no, would, this is my old me. Martin, okay, old this you. is this is old carry, not current. Okay. My, my old, old <laughs> we just want to keep it at a thousand. Old carry okay. is like what is good to make for a day? Um, about eight hundred thousand dollars. That'd be good. So I'll do it for two thousand. Okay. That, that not eight. Hold on, not eight hundred thousand dollars. Eight hundred to a thousand. Yeah, eight hundred to a thousand dollars. Okay. Okay, I'll mark it up a thousand dollars. It'd be two thousand dollars to change out your. All right. Okay. Well, that's actually pretty good. That's fifty yeah, percent well, margin. Is a very hypothetical. <laughs> yeah, we should have written this example out before we decided to do it. Well, I think but, Martin ruined it because yeah, you would have been at fifteen hundred, and you would have said, "Okay, I'm going to do it for twenty three hundred, right?" Yeah. Because because if his costs were only a thousand, he's but, like, "Oh, a thousand dollars or eight hundred dollars would be good to make." Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's going to have good margins. But if well, he's at yeah, the fifteen hundred, and you say, "Okay, eight hundred dollars is good to make," yeah. Now you're at twenty three hundred. Uh huh. 
right? Yeah. So if we're at 2,300, you just marked it up. What did you mark it up by? Martin, I know you're pulling out the calculator. Well, 800? Yeah. Right. Of 20, uh, of 1,500 plus. Well, that's... You marked it up 53%. Okay. So you marked it up 53%. Then... Which gave you a 34% margin. 34% margin, margin not uh-huh. a 50% margin. Yeah. All right. You think so, it's 50%. You think it's it is. 50% of the actual cost. But. Right. <laughs> but you've but actually done 34. Yeah. Right. So, and so that's the issue. Yeah. Okay. And then that's the, with that example, um, I was actually, I think when we were doing it, I mean, I think it was actually like at 15% when my actual ones, when I was coming with to Martin and I'm yeah. meaning of your sale price 15% of it was gross profit and the rest was actual cost yeah my yeah after everything was said and done my, I think my overall um, uh, margin was uh, was like 15% growth gross, gross profit yeah gross profit. Gross so then profit. what do you have after that what? no gross profit yeah you have to use that gross profit to pay your overhead expenses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's not net no. profit, but gross profit. Yeah, yeah, 15 cents out of every yeah, dollar. Yeah, so I'm already negative. Is all that you got. Yeah. <laughs> so then what's your overhead? What, I mean, what are the overhead expenses you have? Let's see. Um, I don't try to remember what my, my my overhead expenses back then was probably about, what, 1500 a month or something? Oh, they're more than that. More than that, more than that. Gosh. Well, what are they now? I mean, you've got shop. Oh, uh, now, yeah, now I have a shop and computers. I have computers and cars and stuff, so... Yeah. Um, software. Yeah, software. Yep. Yeah. That QuickBooks fee. And QuickBooks fees, <laughs> and then I got, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. really quickly, your net profit margin goes to, you said negative. Yeah. I mean, well, that's let's, right. let, just to clarify something real quickly, because we did, I mean, hopefully it was kind of fun, but, yeah. but talk about margins and markup, okay? Mm-hmm. And it was a really important thing. A lot of people will say, I've got a 40% margin. That's a random number, but that's real common in contracting, 40% margin. And the way when they bid to get that is they say, I got $1,000 worth of cost, mm-hmm. and I want 40% margin. So they multiply 1,000 times 0.4, and they get 400 bucks, and they add the two together, and they say, my price is $1,400. Uh-huh. That's a markup strategy, and it does not give you a 40% margin because – $400 is only 28.5% of a $1,400 price. Mm-hmm. I happen to have these in my head because I talk about them a lot. Yeah. If you want a, mark or a margin strategy to get 40%, your price has to be $1,667 because $667 is 40% of a $1,667 price. Exactly. Okay. That's a huge... Uh, I mean, I, I know you get it because we talk about your mid- margins and bids all the time. Mm-hmm. But what when we when you first saw the difference, how much a margin strategy was that sixteen sixty seven versus yeah. fourteen hundred? What were your thoughts? Well, you've got we, a bunch of them in here. Yeah. Um, well, at first when we did it, um, I thought it was way too much. At my, but then again, I didn't know the difference between price and cost. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's we'll so, we'll talk about that because that's a big deal. Uh huh. So we were taking the actual forty percent of what I thought um, I would mark. I would mark some things up, and I would um, I would add in um, some of the labor that really I shouldn't be adding, like like with the pressure test. You know mm-hmm. how much how much do you charge for pressure test? I charge two fifty. 
and it's like, how much is your actual cost? And at, at that time, it was two fifty. And then it's like, you say you spent two hundred fifty dollars to do that job. No, I don't spend anything. I I yeah, do it, it takes, for two fifty. Yeah, like, well, that's it not takes your, an hour. And that's uses your price. No, that's right. not your cost. So that right. doesn't count. But when you add all that stuff up, and then you and then you apply the correct um, the correct forty percent margin, then it's way too high. And, and because you've marked up something that was already marked up. Exactly. Right. And to give you a, a case in point that I kind of remember. Uh, I asked you at one time. Uh, it doesn't matter to you. I've asked a lot of people. I said, "What's your labor charge per day?" And they go, "It's a thousand bucks." Well, when I hear, hear, oh, that's a nice round number. Mm-hmm. You know, let's look at it. Well, what's it really cost you? Your hourly rate times the number of guys plus their payroll tax plus their benefit. Oh, that's six hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Well, where'd you get a <laughs> thousand? Well, it's just a round number. Well, that's if you, if you, it's called grossing up. If you take your cost to get a price, if you take that thousand and gross it up you're grossing up grossed up on it <laughs> and so you which is great if you can get that price go ahead yeah. and get it i'm all for it but you have to know what your real cost is mm-hmm. yeah so that you can get your real margins and then if you want to charge more charge more i mean mm-hmm. you know i'm never going to say charge less yeah but um yeah, yeah. we had a real incomplete understanding uh-huh. of what margins were mm-hmm. so i've got a question and it's kind of off track you know where this is october and uh 2020 covid mm-hmm. how do you feel like covid has hurt or helped you during this time um covid has really has helped us out a lot yeah yeah and then i hate to say that because it's you know, no but, no it's, it's reality for a lot but of it, yeah contractors that keep are the in economy residential. alive yeah, yeah it's uh well um and then when when covid first hit i was I was scared to death, you know, oh, this is going to kill us. No one's going to be able to afford to buy a pool. No one's going to be able to afford to do, you know. Yeah. But, excuse me, uh, to my surprise, um, a lot of people were doing staycations now. People are staying at home and yeah. they want to have something to do. And so we have been, we've actually been swamped. We, uh, uh, we interviewed year. Antonio, episode 10, I believe, on the podcast. Mm-hmm. And he's just covered He's mm-hmm. also a pool well, John's company's the same way, right? Yeah. Uh, Pergola's an outdoor yep. living there. Yeah. A lot of contractors are just are, covered up. They, I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's to the point where it's too much to manage. Yeah. Is it? Is it? Has it gotten to that point for you? Um, there during the summer, in the the, the, the middle peak. of the summer, oh yeah, too yeah. much. We were turning down work. <laughs> yeah. We were Everybody's been turning down work. Yeah. It's really interesting. I mean, from a lot of people, everyone's I, I've never seen this before, like uh-huh. ever. Where it's, I mean, usually we're fighting for work right now. Mm-hmm. We're turning it down. And I mean, a lot of people probably took their vacation money and they're like, well, let's just take our vacation money and put it into our pool or into a pool. Well, and then the urgent interest rates are so low. Uh huh. Yeah. People that are too. getting loans like crazy for the, from their banks uh-huh. to do a pool renovation. It's very interesting. So that brings up a point like, might be a good time to also raise your prices mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're turning down work. Yeah. You know, you can afford to lose some, and I and I think I kind of have, because um, yeah. uh, we've done a few estimates, and and I've done my estimate up, and Mark says, well, "Shoot, just add another thousand to it." <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? If 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 someone's willing to pay it, um, well, people are so. willing to pay. It. Like we're seeing people with some of our clients that are booked up, mm-hmm. 
they're literally charging expedited fees because they're so backed up. Like they're, yeah, they're, I've thought about doing that. Hey, too. yeah, you want it sooner? Yeah. yeah, we can do it, but it's 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 almost like um, overnight shipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can get it to you sooner. Are you gonna pay for it? Yeah, we can put you ahead of the line. Yep. Uh, we we did have a lot of issues though with like getting. Uh, like things like liners in on time because right. they had shut Materials down some, and supplies. Yeah, yeah, they had a lot shut of people down. having that too. Yeah, they shut down the factory I think for like a, a whole month and then they brought it back at half capacity or something. So we were getting our liners like six weeks when it usually only takes us like two weeks. Yeah. So um, uh, there was one. There was a pool kit we had ordered. It actually took like two months to get to us. Which wow. Yeah. Which. Uh, Thank God our, our client was, you know, she's like, yeah, I understand. You know, we're having a lot of problems with, with COVID this year. And yeah. So, well, um, going back to books, how do you keep them now? How do you use them? Well, like now that you're using I've, them, use your I'm a, uh, I've come to the realization that I'm not a bookkeeper. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not a bookkeeper. What would you recommend other contractors in that regard? Well, if you're not a bookkeeper, hire someone who is, you know. <laughs> I even though it's it's a bigger expense, um, it's um, it's a necessity. Your books are a necessity. If you don't have you don't, and you've told me this before. If you don't have correct books, you're not a legit business. <laughs> well, I, I kind of really believe that. But yeah. somebody on LinkedIn had a great quote. Don't know who it was. It said, "If your books are a mess, so is everything else." Yeah, and that's a little harsh. I think some people can yeah do good work without books, but. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what the score is. You don't know if you're winning or losing. You don't know what to do about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk about that a lot. When your margins need to go up, what is it? Is your labor's too high or your material's too high or your price is too low? Uh-huh. But when you have that clarity, you learn some actual things that you can work on to change things. Mm-hmm. Without books, it, like you've said and like I've felt, we've all felt, some days you feel really good about stuff. Just because it's nice. Mm-hmm. And other days, it, things might actually be going better, but you feel bad about it because it's a rainy, foggy day and, and Letitia's mad at you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so you have to have some objective information to judge how you're doing uh-huh. and then change, have the guts to change it yeah, if it's not right. And sometimes there's some hard choices to be made there. Um, hmm. But uh, we, uh, what I ended up doing was we ended up going with a... Um, a lady here in town who uh, who does my books and she does she does a great job and she lets me know what's going on and do you want to uh, shout her out or no her name is Lori Yearwood okay um, with Zeal Accounting with Zeal Accounting yeah okay yeah and so she's highly recommended <laughs> she's yeah. CPA yeah. CPA yeah. but she doesn't do taxes she doesn't do taxes right. she just is the a, the cost uh, accounting right, right. so yeah. that's good well um, Give us an idea of, you know, we've talked about a lot of transformative stuff that's happened. You know, your books, your pricing, uh, even your service offering, right? You're thinking as a business owner. Mm-hmm. But what does OKC Pools look like right now? COVID has really amplified your business. Yeah. Uh, maybe never a better time than ever mm-hmm. to start a pool company, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So where are you guys at right now? Like how many jobs are you running? How many um, employees? Uh, right now, no, we, we, we have... Uh, we start limiting our employees at the end of the year because we start getting slower to through the slow season. So we have started slowing down here. And so okay. um, right now I have two employees and several contractors uh, that I'm working with. Okay. Um, 
right now uh, we're working on uh, building some uh, getting uh, some clients established for the winter okay so, you know so we have a good winter yep um, and uh, so we're running some promotions there trying to get uh, some clients set up but um, uh, right now we have about four jobs going on what uh, what are your promotions uh, our promotions are get started get started now yeah it's not about ready. it's not about being cheaper no it's not about it's although cheaper. we're okay with adding 10 percent of price and taking five off yeah but, <laughs> but you made you made that point is yeah don't run out there and give away money you can sell uh-huh. i mean this is your point you've told me you can sell if you want to swim in june don't be calling me on May 1st yeah. or April 1st or February 1st. Mm-hmm. Get in line now and we'll have that thing ready. And that should be incentive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the truth, too, because come May, if, if you wait around till May to get me started, you're, you're not, looking at the end of the summer before you get your pool done. Right. I, I have a feeling it's not going to be like, I have a feeling that people are going to have that realization. By the time you get to May, mm-hmm. you're scheduling for the next fall at least. Yeah. to get started yeah i mean that's what we're seeing with a lot of other contractors is mm-hmm. it's so far out yeah so so you're you're in this spot you got two employees lots of contractors running four different jobs right now uh-huh. what what do you feel like is going really well what's what are the best things that are happening for you that just it's just clicking like uh, it never has before right now is our processes uh we our processes are really working uh we never did get really into processes but yeah. Um, uh, we had went through, we had made a list of processes and I've been imp- implementing those and it, and it just seems like things are flowing more better. Uh, we know what to do when, you know, when it comes to getting the customer. Yeah. Uh, you know, after we obtain the customer, um, you know, the steps it takes to get all the way through completion and all that's moving really well. Good. Um, uh, of course, we've got our contracts in place, so I feel better about it. I feel like we're yeah. offering a really good service too. We're charging the right amount, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so I feel like we're in a really good spot. And we're, from here on, we're going to be building on top of that. Yeah. Um, Let me ask you a question. What's that? Two years ago, were you profitable? Two years ago, it was not profitable. Are you profitable now? We are very profitable. And you know that with certainty because? Because I can see it on the books. Okay. But tell you what. Slam dunk. But I would have told you two years ago I was very profitable. (laughs) (laughs) No, actually, I knew you two years ago. What you said was there's a lot of money coming in, a lot going out, and I don't have any. (laughs) But the book said I was profitable. (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, you put all the revenue in, none of the expense. (laughs) Anyway. Yeah. Well, good. Okay. So processes are running smooth. Yeah. Uh, employees are operating better and because of the processes. Yeah, the employees are working really well. They know exactly what to do. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and training is better. Yeah. Um, and especially when we start getting into the ne- next season, when we start getting a lot of liner jobs back and start getting this, um, everybody knows what to do. And yeah. people that. It's wonderful. Yeah, I have uh, people that, that come on during the summer and then they, they're off. Um, I have a teacher that comes on because he's off work. Gotcha. Uh, during the summer, so, so you got extra help. Yeah. So whenever they come in, they already know they know what to do. So really, my what I what I'm trying to get to is to get to the point where uh, I've worked myself out. All I have to do is just focus on getting new business, and everybody else just knows how to take care yeah. of it. Yeah. Martin, do you keep on dispatching these guys? 
Yes. Um, <laughs> I've, I've been calling them on my phone here, say, hey, we're almost wrapped up here, and there hadn't been an ambulance bus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, those are the things that are going well. What it's still not all shiny and, no, and no. fabulous, right? So what are, yeah, what's, what's think, something you're struggling with right now? I think the thing I'm still struggling with is that balance of keeping me, keeping my hands out of it, out of, you know, I still feel like I'm still, I'm in it too much mm-hmm. and I'm still getting my attention taken away from, uh, I need to be out looking for new business, but I'm too busy working in the business to go out and find new business, mm. you know? What, what are... What would you say your amount of time is a week that you're putting in the business where you're still on the job, you're still getting your hands dirty? I, well, I still say I'm still, you know, 40 hours or more still doing that, and it's, and still after that, I'm still trying to get more business after that. So that in the business is really a 40 hour week, which is yeah, a full time job. Yeah, I'm working so, a full time job and a part time job trying to get more business. <laughs> yeah, and that's the vicious sales cycle because you know yeah. you don't have any work, so you have all the time in the world to sell. Mm-hmm. So then you go and you start selling. But then you get the work. Yeah. So then you've got to go do the work and you have no time to sell. Uh-huh. So by the time you're done with the work, you just have nothing left because you weren't selling. Yeah, exactly. And it just keeps going and that's, going yeah, and going. That's the exact, that's, uh, I really relate with that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not the only one. A lot of people do. Um, okay. So like, what's another area that like, maybe it's your sales process that you want to improve. I don't know. Mm-hmm. What, what's something that you... It's running okay, but like you really do. Well, it, the, got sales, your attention. the sales process could be a lot, a lot better. I want to really work on. Uh, Mar, uh, Martin uh, told me about a book called uh, "You." Uh, they they ask, ask you, you, you answer. You answer. Marcus Sheridan. Right, yeah, Marcus Sheridan. And um, I really want to get to a point where um, I want to build it up to where we're uh, building up the marketing side. Uh, yeah. Where we have people coming in, they're seventy five percent ready to buy. Well, yeah, um, and Carrie will get that done too. Oh yeah, because yeah. I mean, you've made videos and mm-hmm. content before, and it's worked well, right? You were yeah. posting your own Facebook ads, and you saw success. Yeah, I saw success there, and um, uh, so I really want to build a website that's more geared towards teaching people how to use yeah. their you know, use their equipment, how to do this, and the processes that goes through when building a pool and. Yeah. And so people build up a relationship with us before we ever, uh, you know, before we ever meet in person. Yeah. And uh, that's kind of my, I want to really work on that, that area uh, of my business to, to, I just think it would bring in a lot more, a lot more business that way. Yeah. Um, uh, also with sales, I definitely, uh, I don't think you can ever get, probably, uh, very, you know, um, a I don't think you can ever be a perfect salesperson, but uh, I, I think I need to work on my sales. My, you know. Well, I think one thing uh, work on that sales. you already mentioned is if you work on your website and get people pre-sold, mm-hmm. you are working on your sales. Yeah. Because yeah, you're not people, going out there to convince them. I don't want to say you're an order taker, uh-huh. but if they're already sold and you go out there, uh, they're just confirming that you are what you said you were. Mm-hmm. And it, it's awful nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful nice. Yeah, it's, I mean... Your sales doesn't start at a, as a sales like right. call or a sales a sales conversation. It starts uh-huh. on the marketing side, and your marketing doesn't end as a handoff to sales. Okay, finish it. Yeah, you've got to continue that through the entire sales process. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the good customer service is good marketing and good sales at the same time. Yeah, because if you have good customer service, 
then you're going to be able to get referrals that does the prospecting for you. You're uh-huh. going to be able to get good quotes that go on your website. You're going to be able to get reviews, all these things. And so honestly, it's really marketing, sales, customer service are all almost in one. They're coming, becoming more and more blended each and every single day. Uh-huh. Every year, they're becoming more and more blended. And it's just sales alignment with marketing, mm-hmm. right? And um, I think what you're just talking about is letting the sales happen, letting the prospecting happen through the marketing. Yeah. Right? Letting the selling and the educational part of selling happen through the marketing. Uh-huh. Right? And then whenever you are going into that conversation, it's like you just had the past client sit down for an hour looking at the backyard with their friend mm-hmm. talking about exactly what Carrie was going to do with OKC Pools uh-huh. and say, hey, let's get Carrie over. He's going to be here in 10, in 10 minutes. Uh-huh. And then they're like, Carrie, I'm ready to get started. Where's my quote? And yeah. that's what you want, right? Yeah, and it's more natural that way, too. Oh, and it just feels so much... better. It flows better. Uh-huh. You don't feel like what, you're having One of the that. really fun things about Marcus Sheridan's book, They Ask You Answer, is he describes in there um, that they had training uh, videos about their product. Mm-hmm. And so the salesman makes an appointment for Friday and tells them, I'm going to send you a video and a little form, and I want you to watch that before we show up. And if they do, then it helps prep them. Mm-hmm. And then they call the day before and say, have you watched it? No, I'm sorry. Wait a minute. I said, well, why don't we reschedule? <laughs> and their uh, percentage of closes jump from like 35% to 50%. Uh-huh. Because they just, if people couldn't invest the time to watch a little short video. Then maybe they're not. It, was a, it was a test. It, it helped if they watched it, but it was a test. Uh-huh. Are you serious? If they can watch a three-minute video or maybe it's a 10-minute video. Well, I thought that was just great insight. Yeah, yeah, that really not waste your helped. time driving all yeah, over the if, state. If you're not, you know, if you're not serious enough to watch a video, if you're not excited enough to watch a video, maybe you're not yeah. excited enough to really, to really, yeah, really about, so. And you just save your time. Uh huh. You know, one thing I'd like, uh, I mean, bringing it back to what you said at the first, what you were thinking around. Two things. What do you spend your time thinking about now when you're driving? And if it's the same, that's the answer. And and how is it with how's Letty and and the family life compared to two years ago? Oh yeah, two questions. <laughs> what are you thinking about, and how's the family life? Well, the let's see. What do I think about now? What I think about on a daily basis um, when I'm driving down the street, um, I'm probably thinking more about um, you know what are my tasks today that I need to get done. But I'm not worried. I'm not. I'm not worried about what's happening over here with the money. I'm not worried about what's. Um, you know, I still do. I, of course, my. You know, my. My wife. My wife was. She was helping me out a lot. Of course, we had the baby. So now she's. She's. So I'm. I'm having to take over some of those responsibilities, like you know, with HR and things like that. But she'll be when she comes back on. That stuff will clear up. So, I am. You know, I. I. I um, she, so, uh, we didn't mention, but she quit a job too. Yeah, right. She ended up quitting her job and 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 come came to help me out. So, yeah. So she must be feeling a lot more, a lot more comfortable with it now. So she still like you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. Now that you bring it up, <laughs> maybe I should ask. Um, but I think uh, I, I'm a I'm a whole lot more. 
I am a whole lot more relaxed now. I mean, I still have my stresses of, you know, it's just not an easy business. Um, uh, but I, I, and then of course, during certain times of the year, it gets a lot more stressful, but I still get stressed out. I still have my moments, but I think for the most part, just stuff I don't have to really worry about now because I, I know where they are. So, right. uh, so if, if, you had to talk to yourself three years ago and just not to confuse things with all everything that you've talked about today and is what one thing would you tell yourself to and there's no trick question here i'm just literally <laughs> what would you tell yourself from three years ago or four years ago start here do this something that people could actually do and focus on um, if I could go back and say if one thing you need to do is well first of all don't underestimate the price uh, that you'll have to pay to to get help first thing you don't if you don't know what you're doing get help because um, uh, there's things that you don't know that you don't know that you don't know <laughs> So, good point. So get get a professional to help you out, um, and then um, I would say first thing is get the books done. Get your books. Find someone to do them. If you have to pay a little bit more to get that done, get your books straight. I think it would have been a lot easier if we would have just started out with good books because it takes a lot longer to clean them up than it does to just start out with good books. But. Um, and then I think I would I think I would tell myself don't be afraid to try new things hmm. just get it done you know yeah and so just jump in and oh and get good contracts <laughs> yeah get help with your contract get help with your contracts yeah so I mean those are really and that goes for any type of contracting business that's not yeah just, yeah there um, make sure it's all covered as a principal we'll do a short on book you and I've talked about it, but a positioning document where you manage mm-hmm. expectations. Uh-huh. Any contractor who's been in business at all has heard the same questions repeated 200 times. I mm-hmm. mean, if you might be said differently, but you can distill it into 10 or 15 things uh-huh. that people always want to know or people misunderstand or people said they didn't understand. And you write those things out, even outside of a contract on a piece of paper and go through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about doing that we go yeah we actually did i actually call it expectations expectations (laughs) that's right and you go through it and even though you say it's going to rain and when it does that doesn't mean we miss one day that means we go to another job and we might not be back for a week yeah and you tell them that you don't Mm -hmm. hide things you tell them yeah and they might forget but you can pull the piece of paper out and say now we talked about this and i will be here but we had to go to another, you know, just. And that's so important because. You um, have to get us the tile colors. If you don't, by this date, it doesn't just lose a day. I'm going to another job and you're now the next. You know, uh-huh. Sorry, I interrupted. But. Well, no, I mean, it's uh, that's so true because. And, and not only does it help keep things clear, it helps you to remember what to tell them. And so when I pull out my expectations document. Yeah, really there. good point. Yeah, yeah, and I say, and I go through that whole expectations document. Look. Like, uh, this this is going to happen this is what to expect this is when we're going to be here and, and you know and you go through that you sign it 
and now I feel comfortable that I've told them everything and to checklist the checklist yeah, yeah. so very Excellent. important expectations document well last question well, I got with, is with the expectations or, document it's not just about what your clients can expect from you mm-hmm. it's what I expect what from you them. expect from your clients yeah. right. and that's a really important thing you got to have both sides and also you want to leave room for them to be able to say uh, add, add expectations mm-hmm. now there are limits there but you want to ask hey what else do you expect of me you know uh-huh. just to, to make them feel a part of the conversation as well I think that's yeah. really important yeah uh-huh. and then you can tell them hey you then you're able to address hey I'm actually I can't do that like that's not uh-huh. something you can expect <laughs> yeah so and your sprinkler system is going to be trash yeah. yeah I don't don't expect me to fix you <laughs> yeah because I'm not a sprinkler guy so so how much money are you going to make next year real quick so I can write it down and hold you to it? How much money am I going to make? What? Net profit. Net, net profit? Net, net. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Net profit. Net whole profit. world's going to hear this. Yeah. So, so this is, I'm being held to this. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Next year, I'll shoot for 125000 Okay. Low baller. <laughs> okay. I got and that profit, written down. We'll, profit. Okay. Prof, that, net, that's, net profit. that's net profit. That's oh, tickle. yeah. No, you'll be doing that over. Yeah, and then we'll work that backwards to what you have to sell at what new uh-huh. margins to do that. Should I should I shoot higher? Am I am I lowballing? I'm not going to tell you what your goal needs to be, but I'm <laughs> I'm going. That's kind of kind of sissy. Well, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we would be we haven't done that yet, so it yeah. would be a good target to hit. Uh-huh. But it's totally reasonable based on where you are right now. Well, and I, the, we're doing we're doing bigger jobs. We last the last few years we've been doing a lot of little jobs. Um, this year, I, you know, this this next year coming up, I can probably blow that out of the water yeah. with the jobs that we're doing now. But we'll we'll work on that going forward because yeah. we want that. But part of what it is is you're not giving it back uh-huh. in add-ons in six months and fixing sprinklers and putting yeah. in fences and giving people free stuff. That's a that's a big thing. Is if you make it, make sure you don't give it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so um, we've gone through a lot. We have a, it's a new segment. It's actually a revamp. Do I know what it is, or am I getting ready to find out? I think you know if you're in the room. But uh, yeah, we do Ethan's insights. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you were putting a burden on us. I no, like, oh, no, man, no. I didn't. We we do Ethan's insights. Yeah. Ethan's not feeling well today, but we have a new and improved Ethan. I don't know if it's new and improved. We'll see. <laughs> he really but, is an Ethan. Yeah, his name <laughs> is Ethan, Ethan, not Dvorak Ethan Dixon, who has joined us today. So Ethan, no how pressure. are you? I'm wonderful. Okay. Well, um, I think you know the gist of this. You've seen it happen. But uh, we've got a recap of the episode yeah. coming up from you. Um, you've got about 90 seconds on the clock. Right. got to choose the best things. And get through it. You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, 30 seconds on the clock. Go. All right. Well, we started out, Carrie was working a job that he didn't see the greatest advancement in. So he took a leap of faith and took the riskier option and started his own business, OK Pool Services, OKC Pool Services. Uh, one thing that I loved is that you learned Spanish to impress your wife, but it also paid off incredibly well because you became a contractor. So that was big time. Um, another big thing, you had a fear factor that you started off with your prices kind of low and you didn't want to raise them because you didn't want to lose customers, but 
it kind of showed that once you raised them, you didn't lose your customers because they had that trust in you that your product was something that they enjoyed and respected. One thing Martin said that I appreciated that it's it's kind of essential to hire good employees, but it can also be difficult to find those good employees that represent your business in the best way possible. Um, you moved into a different kind of role with your company and you became OKC Pools and now you're doing renovations, building new pools. Um, bigger projects that cost more money, so you had to make sure everything was done correctly because you didn't want to lose out on that money. But when it came to building new pools, you spent a lot of time studying, but another thing I appreciated was that you weren't too clear on it, so you reached out to your uncle who had a ton of experience in the industry and you got help. Um, another big thing you said was having clear contracts with clear expectations because without that you can find yourself in a bind. So hiring a good lawyer to get those contracts is always a plus. Um, let's see. A uh, few other big things is keeping your, keeping your books and keeping clear margins knowing the differences between price and costs, and something you still struggle with is a balance, and you wanna improve your sales, you wanna build a website that creates a relationship before you meet in person, and the first thing you can do is if you don't know what you're doing, ask for help. Nice. Really good. Pretty good. Well done, concise. Improved, Ethan. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, Ethan. But I, I keep hearing when these job. guys do that 90 seconds, I said, we talked here for two hours and we could have done it in 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah, but you, you get the point. You gotta, the yeah, you got to embellish a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, Kerry, how can people connect with you? Uh, they can look us up online, OKC Pool Services right now. That will be changing, but we'll still always have that, that URL, so you could always still reach us there. Uh, okay. OKCPoolServices.com. Um, they can also reach out to us uh, uh, by uh, email. You can reach out to me personally, Carrie at OKCPoolServices.com. C-A-R-Y? Yeah, I'm sorry. C-A-R-Y at OKCPoolServices.com. We also have a Facebook page. They can look us up, and we have a lot of information on there. Uh, Facebook.com slash OKCPoolServices. And, um, and then if somebody wanted to reach out to me personally, they can give me a, a shout. Uh, they can give me a call, text, whatever. I answer both, 405-886-7180. Bold man putting the cell phone on Here. there. <laughs> Thank you very much, man. You're, you're a blast. Yeah. Well, cool. really are. Thanks for your time. Thank you. Thank I, you. Have, I have no doubts about your future success. None whatsoever. Yeah. Well, well thanks for sharing your story. Uh -huh. um, glad to see that you have less stress more time, more money, and that is only improving yeah. from here on out. Well, thank you all very much for having me. It's yeah. been a blast. Okay, see, see you, you man. Thanks for listening to The Cashflow Contractor. Check out our website in the show notes or visit thecashflowcontractor.com. What's up, Cashflow Contractors? Khalil here. Thank you so much for getting to the end of this episode. It means the world to us that you're listening. Uh, I've got a favor to ask. So we are looking for contractors who would like to have a consult, a free consult with myself and with Martin um, for about 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, we'll basically just ask you questions about your business, about what it's like 
for you to work as a contractor, and then we will answer any of your questions specific to your business. Then we'll make that a live episode for other contractors to learn from, to engage with, uh, and we think it's a great way for people to really see clear, uh, specific answers to problems that contractors have. So if that interests you at all, we're not gonna share any of your information. Um, we, you don't even need to say your name on the episode, but I think we wanna get some more of these episodes out there. And if you're willing to do that, we've got a link in the show notes that allows you to just submit a form for a consult, then we'll schedule it with you and record it, and we'll put you live on, on uh, the podcast. So if that interests you, please check it out in the show notes. If not, no worries. Or if you know someone else that you think would be interested in it, send it to them. That'd be great, but appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. And yeah, we hope that you're finding less stress, more time, and more money. Thanks.